This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 4th of August 2023, and today it's all about your feedback and me. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yes, it's all about me today. There's a surprise, Sean Priest. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It doesn't feel like a Friday. No, it doesn't, does it? It's kind no. of weird. It doesn't feel why? like a Friday. I don't why know. Is no, no. Why is that? Why, why, is, why, why is that, Sean? I don't know. I'm doing well. Anyway, how are you after your little um, <sighs> jaunt away? Yeah, the reason I say it's all about me is because I want to tell you my story of travel. I have to say, uh, can I can I just say, if you're in the UK, and I guess other parts of the world have these options too, uh, but if you're getting a train somewhere, you know, if you want to go on the old, yeah, that one, uh, then oh, you could... Part, part. Yeah, Sorry. thank you. Uh, you uh, really should get assistance. <sighs> should always get assistance. If possible, you should get assistance. Why do I say that? Why am I making the point today that you should really book ahead, make sure you've got assistance? Um, Because I didn't. Mm. I thought I'd go alone. I thought I would be independent. Yes. No, 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 no. Look at me, look at me. I can do it on my own. I am a hero. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, wait, wait. Hold the phone. How did it go? Um, mm. I go back to my previous point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Why? Firstly, so, why? Why no assistance? I mean, it just makes life so much easier. They throw you on a train and then they pull you off the train. It's easy. <laughs> It's a parcel delivery system, it really. Is, the Blind Parcel Delivery Service, <laughs> BPDS. And I, I love work. it. Yeah. Uh, I get that, but sometimes you just want to do things in your own. You know, have, you have these moments. I'm sure you've no. had them. Yes, you have. You've, I know you have. No. You, you have these moments where you think, I'll just manage myself. I'll be fine. I remember when we were in Canada and you were in that hotel with us in Regina and you're walking around, and you're like, oh, no, it's fine, I'll just, I'll just meet you in reception. And then we didn't see you for like two days. Did that ever work? I wandered around that basement in that hotel. It was like <laughs> The Shining. I was so scared at one point, and there was no one there. Anyway, yes, carry on. <laughs> yeah, well, you were wandering around, but you were wanting to be independent, right? We just want to do things ourselves. And yes, sometimes and how did it turn out? It, it didn't work out very well for you, no, I know. Uh, and it didn't work out well for me either. Fine going, because the, on the trip down, I did get assistance to the train. Brilliant. Well uh, but coming off the train, basically the assistant didn't turn up. No one turned up. And I waited and waited. And, you know, you think, how long can I wait? And I could tell everyone was heading in the general direction, one general oh, direction. I hate just follow that. the crowd. No, no, no. Just I go see. With I, them. I stand there until it's deserted. And then I start to panic. That's the trouble. So if you're ah. going to do it on your own, I suppose that's the right way. Follow the crowd. Just go with the crowd. I mean, look, they're going in. The one thing is with these trains when you're coming off them, generally because it's national rail, you you can only go one way. It's not the case with every train station, though. Some train stations have multiple exits. You come off mm-hmm. a train, you could go left or right. So it could be confusing. But it's madness. this one is definitely one way. So <laughs> I knew that, and I've been to that particular station a number of times. So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And I know mm-hmm. you walk up the ramp. You have it all mapped out in your head, don't you? It's, so you walk, uh, turn right off the train. I walk straight up a ramp. I turn right, and then I go along. I find the, the wall on the left, and then where the opening is, that's me in the main foyer of the station. That's in my head. That's so, easy, Steve. Yeah, it's actually pretty mm. simple. Um, so I'm walking along and there's Four no... Four hours later. Uh, and there's no end to this wall on the left. I, I can't seem to find the opening to get me into the foyer. And I can hear lots of people, but I can't... And then it's getting quieter and quieter. And then now I'm in a very small tunnel. And now I'm in on the street. And I'm thinking, how did I... Wh- wh- where am I? What is the street I'm on? And how did I, I end re- up here? So I just turned back. Yeah. And uh, I walked back, staying staying right. So I thought, okay, at some point this opening will appear where I'm meant to be. And Wishful thinking, yes. I, I found the opening. Uh-huh, okay. I walked forward, bumped straight into the assistance beeping buggy. 
That's not me swearing, what? by the way. It actually is called the beeping <laughs> buggy because it beeps. A golf and I walked cart, into basically. a beeping buggy. Yes. And uh, the first lucky. And, and the first reaction to me was, well, that shouldn't be there. Obviously, because, you know, that is absolutely right. What would I know about uh, where train station station staff keep their beeping buggies? Uh, At that point, of course, an assistant appeared out of nowhere. Probably uh, the buggy. Escort me, yes, uh, to escort me and say, hey, so uh, where are you going? And I said, I'm just trying to get out of the station. And he said, okay, uh, wait there and I'll get you an assistant. I'm like, no, 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 don't. Send for someone. Oh, just point me in the direction of the door. Literally yeah. point me in the direction of the I know where I'm going from there. Uh, so he did. And I said, okay, mobility office on the right? He said, yes. I said, excellent. Straight on. That's it. So at that point, I thought, now I need to get to the taxis. Now, the oh. taxis, I know they are outside. You cross a little road. You go across. You turn right. You're in the taxi, right? That's it. So I did all that. And then got completely lost at oh, the well, other I'm- side of a wall. I could hear the taxis on the other side of the wall, but not where I was. And I well, thought, you know did I jump this wall? Or? Yeah, that's the blind thing. You know, when you cross a road and you hit a railing, it's like, oh, I say, I'm just climbing over it, obviously. <laughs> the, the opening could be two steps to the right. Doesn't matter. I'm and climbing over it. And there a 50-foot drop on the other side of it as well. So, yeah, so I walked back, found my way around, eventually found a taxi. No one, it was interesting because although there was lots of people, no one said, hey, are you looking for a taxi? But of course, you're standing in amongst... Lots of people who are probably tourists, they don't even know where they're going. Oh, too busy filming you. You're I'm a YouTube busy. star. Exactly, that's right. I'm, I am a YouTube hero. Isn't <sighs> independence great, though? I bet you felt so, I don't know, proud of yourself at the end of that. Uh, well, I was proud that I got there. But I will say there is something nice sometimes just not... And you'll know what I mean by this. That it, Sometimes it's nice just not to have to deal with other people. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. Oh, yeah, of course. People because, are terrible is what no, you're no, saying. No, no, no. But, but okay. blind people, we have to talk to people all the time. I want a lovely you thing that is. get peace. What peace do you want? I just want left alone sometimes. Oh, Everyone okay. wants to talk to you or touch you or heal you or I don't know, whatever else that's going on that minute. <laughs> it's not the people I find the problem. I'll tell you what the biggest issue for me is, is waiting around. Yeah, well, I, that's if, another if, thing, yes. If you've got it in your head, you think you know the route, fantastic. I'm totally with you, right? Yeah. I can do this. I, I can, I, not, not an issue. I wouldn't have done that if I was coming to meet you. Right, because Manchester Station, I, I just don't know it well enough. Yeah. I kind of yeah, have yeah. a rough idea, but it's such a big station. Yeah. And even when I go to Edinburgh sometimes, Edinburgh Station is is such a big, unwieldy station. And the problem is, of course, with a lot of these stations today, and I don't know, if it's, I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world, but they never seem to stop moving things around. They're always rebuilding it every five minutes. <laughs> well, the, the trains seem to stay where they are. Uh, but everything around it seems to change. It's like, hang on a minute, where did that building come from? I mean, apparently yeah. the station I was in yesterday, there's a five-storey shopping mall to be built on top of it. On top of it. Oh. How does that work? Who knows? Uh. I'll never go, so I don't care. Um, yes. Well, okay, well, at least you tried it. You you experienced independence. It was great. I yeah. loved it. That's why we're talking about it right now, because it was so great. Yeah. And of course, this is where OpenScape doesn't really help, right? Because, you know, you think, oh, I could put on OpenScape and that'll sort everything out. But it doesn't really solve anything. No, um, this is where you need IRA. But of course, you also need a stable internet connection. Well, that's right. And indoors, that wasn't so much uh, the case. Yep. Um, yeah. And, it's, and I must say, when I travel, does anyone else have this? When you travel into a different part of the country, wherever you are, your mobile signal just completely falls to bits. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I couldn't make sense of that. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same country. I'm on the same phone network. Couldn't get a signal. And we're talking the UK here. I mean, yeah. it's tiny, right? You could walk it in a day. Well, probably well, not. You, yeah, you probably could if you ran. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> but then it's when that's when you realise just how reliant we are on a data connection. Yeah, as soon as that yeah. data connection goes, it's like, oh, well, this thing's worthless now. And it's funny, isn't it? Because you think about all the tools we have, and you're right. I mean, Be My Eyes, Ira, there's lots, you know, OpenScape if you're outside. But again, OpenScape is great, for example, to find a particular location or find your whereabouts. Like if I was at that moment looking for somewhere to eat, and funnily enough, on the way home, when I'd gone back to the station, I did consider that because I thought I could quite go something, I wanted something to eat, but I didn't know what I wanted. But I was indoors. So I thought, how am I going to 
know what restaurants are here. So I mm. did, I ditched the tech. I went old school, Sean. I went old school. Did you sniff it out? I sniffed my way oh, to, to success. <laughs> sniff your way to success. My, my, my self-help book coming soon. <laughs> coming to Audible soon. I, I tracked down that not going out episode with the blind man on the train. Oh, after, if you want to watch that. Yeah, I've got that in my list. Chris emailed us and there's a fantastic line where he, he comes into a carriage with a group of people and they're all obviously asking him, you know, the blind questions. And then someone asks him, are you married? And he says, no. Are you seeing anyone? Oh, no, not seeing. Uh, <laughs> feeling anyone. And then it was smelling anyone. <laughs> it was so good. I've got that on my list. That is one I definitely want to see uh, or, or listen to or feel or smell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so, um, yeah, I did. I sniffed my way to my... Coffee. I, I went through various ones. I don't know what half the food was. I mean, you're in London, so you've got every kind of cuisine possible, even in a train station. Yes. Uh, but I've, I smelled coffee at one point, and I said to the lady, I, I'd like I'd like something that's not a sandwich. I, I don't want a wrap. I don't want a baguette. I don't want anything that's big that I have to carry about to eat. I don't want to have to sit down and eat this. This is the conversation I'm having with this program. Well, you're demanding, aren't you? I, I just want something that I can have, but it's not too big and not <laughs> too you- cumbersome. <laughs> You can spoon feed me. I just stand here with my mouth open. Ideally, I just have a couple of bites of it, but I also want it to be filling. Wow. Yes. Do you know what she said? She Go came away. up with the perfect. <laughs> Her response was Danish pastry. I said, That's it. That uh, is it. That is okay. exactly what I want. That woman sticky. was a genius. No, she no. deserves the round of applause. No, no, sticky. And then you've no, got no, a no, sticky no, no. chain. No, no. I'll tell you, now, you know, when I travel, thank you, when I travel, I always take with me something that uh, our good friend, Mr. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, he loves when I do this. Uh, love, of course, it could also change for hate. Um, <laughs> I always have my hand wipes with me, my wa- water wet, wet wipes. Water, watery <laughs> my wa- wet wipes. My watery wet wipes. <laughs> Baby wipes. I always cool have them, them with me. Yes. My nutmeg Oh, I don't know if that's a brand or whether there's actually nutmeg in it. I don't that's know. That's the smell. That's the smell. <laughs> Apparently, they're they're not scented because they're for babies' bottoms. Ah, okay. This was recommended to me. This is totally off track. I know. Um, unlike my train, thankfully. Um, uh, this was recommended to me by by my optician because she said if you want to wipe your eyes. <laughs> No, hi, this is a, I'm giving you... Because you were covered in beans and gravy. <laughs> For God's sake, man, clean yourself Clean yourself, off. yeah. It's on my top, yeah, and everyone else. No, I, I was I was at the optician and I was asking her about... I had dry eye and I was using these... Um, I use this... Um, it's not an eye drop, but it's, it's like an eye mist. Mm. So you close your eyes, you spray, and then you look up and you just kind of flicker. You flutter your eyelashes like you're in a Disney movie. Uh, I don't buy that stuff. I don't think that. Oh, come on. How it does works. that work? Works does for me. it? Okay. Does. I, don't, I don't do eye drops. I don't do eye drops. Put some viscous tears it. in there. No, Get it I can't. All oh, up. No, I can't Fair do it. Fair enough. Okay. So why does I do that? But then, of course, you have uh, a wet face as a result because you're basically spraying it all over you. I drink more of these uh, eye drops than I actually <laughs> take in my eyes. So... Um, you end up having to wipe your face. And uh, the recommendation was to clean your eyes. You should use wet wipes for babies' bottoms. Oh, so, can I just say, we're not absolutely. medical men. This is not medical advice. Uh, this is medical Please advice. Please take advice from your own medical AMI uh, does not support anything I say. Wow. I think that's a general statement. <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was from the president. He said, uh, don't don't listen to what this guy says. And I said, don't believe it. But no, in terms of this, I do use that. Anyway, that's that's what I carry with me. So therefore, the sticky problem with the Danish pastry was not a sticky problem. Because I had a solution. Well, that was an amazing I story, Stephen. Thanks. Thanks for that. What are we now, 15 minutes in or something? And um, that's the story of Stephen's travels. You you made it back. That's the main thing. I survived. (laughs) That's all you can ask. Uh, Right, let's get to emails, shall we? We have an email from Bev, who uh, got in touch with us. Hi, Stephen and Sean. I find Double Tap and the repartee between you two enjoyable. If one listens closely, there is actually some technology discussed. The following is both new and old, and hope your listeners find such interesting and provocative. 
First, can you inquire of your listeners how a totally blind person navigates with a walker? I think you guys cross the pond call it a zoomer. Our boy has bought a walker for me this past week and I've been crashing into everything. An O&M instructor suggested that I hold out my fingers to touch walls. The problem with that is that our hallways are covered with sharp concrete. Any advice would be helpful. Second, Stephen, regarding light sensitivity, Mm. I always wear the darkest pair of wraparound sunglasses that I can find. I think I currently have four pairs. My wife paints the inside of the lenses with flat back acrylic paint. No reflections or light penetrates. I am quite comfortable even during the brightest summer days or in winter in bright snow glare. Try it, you'll like it. Mm. Third, proud of being blind, definitely not. I am upfront when meeting new people. I tell such that I'm totally blind. The most common response is, I'm sorry. My retort is, don't feel sorry for me, just give me money. It usually breaks the ice. <laughs> I am proud of all I was able to accomplish as an RPer. I was quite successful passing myself off as a sighted person to the point where some of the senior staff at my employer thought me fully sighted. During my work life, I became an accomplished sheet metal worker, a vocational counsellor, and upon retirement enjoyed a very satisfactory hobby in woodworking. Fourth, we blind are spread all over the world and don't seem to be able to promote ourselves in a unified front. Is it possible for all the world's podcasters working on behalf of us blind to come together to pressure non-compliant accessibility manufacturers to get on with it? Fifth, I use both an iPhone and a PC computer. You promote Apple and their marvellous products about 95% of the time. Don't you think all other electronics used by blind persons deserve at least 50% of your time? Smile. God bless Mr. F. Keep up the good work. Bev in Canada. Mr. F. God bless Mr. F. Very pleased to hear that. Uh, Thank you, Bev. An interesting mix of topics in there. Uh, I want to start with that first one about walking with a... What do we Zoomer. call it? A Zimmer, I think is what we call it. Isn't it a Zimmer frame we call we it call here? We call it a Zimmer frame, yes. Yeah. I, I know you said Zimmer, but yes, Zimmer. Z-I-M-M-E-R. Is that a brand or something? Why do they call it I have it no idea, but yes, I, it's always known as a Zimmer, but yes, just a, a walking frame. Yeah. So you had the joy of I did. dealing with one of these. And uh, how did you go on? I used my Zimmer as the cane. So I was swinging that bad boy about a lot. <laughs> so... um. I suppose it depends how much you're actually relying on it. So if you can't take your weight off the frame at all, then that wouldn't work for you. But yeah, basically, I've come up with the... I I used the Zimmer as a four-cane solution, so it wasn't too bad. But honestly, I I don't know the answer to this because it's virtually impossible to use the white stick and use a Zimmer, right? It's, It's just... you can't do it. As I said, especially if you're relying on that Zimmer a lot... I was just using it as support as I was taking a step. Um, so, as I said, I could, when I was coming to a doorway, I would actually just swing it about to feel where the door frame was. Uh, the doctor absolutely loved me when I was doing that. He I did. bet, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the answer is to this. I mean, some sort of, I'm thinking off the top of my head, you know, some sort of sonar mini guide clamped to the front, to the side. Um, but other than that, I don't know. This is where we need a professional O&M who maybe will have an answer, but no, yeah. I don't. I think that, and also I always, also think about people I've met in the past, and it was at the time when I met them, it was a very quick conversation, so I didn't really get into any detail. But I would love to know, for example, how people in wheelchairs who have visual impairments get around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if it's a you know push chair rather than electric. I, mean, I could almost understand an electric chair. You could use one arm to guide, one arm to control the chair. But if you're using a push chair, you're using your arms for this, then that's, you know, how, how do you navigate? Can you navigate? Is Can there you an navigate? answer? Yeah, I mean, there must there be a, a way of doing it. There must be. I mean, what people with wheelchairs who are blind can't just be sitting around all day waiting for someone to push them around. That can't be the case. Well, I mean, this is where technology people. could be good, but... Hmm. I don't yes. know. I don't know. We need uh, we need some feedback. We need some answers on that. So you professionals out there, let us know. Yeah, and if you're in that position, if you're in a wheelchair or perhaps you use a Zimmer or a Zoomer or a Walker or whatever you call it in your part of the world, yeah. uh, tell us how you navigate. How do you get around with it? It's a great question. And, you know, for people who are – it's interesting, isn't it, because Bev is coming to this later on in life and is having to deal with this today. And, and that's the case, I guess, with a lot of this technology. For a lot of people, yes, it's something maybe you've lived with your whole life. Maybe you don't even think about the solutions. We've had this, we've faced this head on, actually. I remember before doing this program way back at the start, 
lots of people would ask me questions about how you how would you do this or how would you do that and you would just say oh you just do that because it's so natural to you but it's not na- it's only natural to you if you know how to do it that's so, right yes exactly you know for people who don't know well we could help each other on that one so that's a, that's a that's a really really interesting topic bev thanks for bringing that up and i look forward to hearing uh, you guys thoughts on this one uh, dark glasses uh, hey listen i have so considered painting glasses black just you know just painting them completely and block it out because that is the best way to block out the light right also yes. every possible chance i've got of using any remaining vision <laughs> um and it kind of leads on to that point about the, the pride you know and it, it, it's it was so interesting i was having a chat with um our good friend red sale i was uh, meeting him in london yesterday and we were having a long chat about this very topic about useful vision and what we do with our useful vision and how in this country in the uk it is very much encouraged to use all of your remaining vision and really use it and almost make that the focus of whatever you do next so if you're getting around you use the remaining vision to help you get around you don't learn to use other techniques because mm-hmm. it's a case of, well, if you've got remaining vision, you should use it. Now, interestingly, I was in Montreal in 2008. And back then, the CNIB were there at a conference. Vision Vision 2008 was held in Montreal at, at, at that point. And the CNIB were there. And there was a group of kids who were walking around and they all had eye shields on. And I was absolutely fascinated by this. I was like, why are these, why are these kids got eye shields on? And it was because they were all low vision but they were being taught how to live life as blind people. And honestly, I was so impressed by that because I thought these kids are learning how to live, how to read Braille, how to navigate, how to do all these things. So should the day come, and and perhaps in a lot of their cases, if it was something like RP, retinitis pigmentosa, the chances of them losing their vision is is pretty much, well, it's, it's going to happen, right? Yes. Um, however long that takes, but it would it would happen. So it would make sense for those kids to learn that. But I think that should be something all kids get a taste of. Because why not? Well, yes, of course, I think so. Well, especially if you're doing something like O&M, if they're doing cane technique, then absolutely uh, that makes sense. I would be interested to hear their experience it, uh, experience of that, though. I mean, do you yeah, think later there, on there in life? Be, yeah. Well, not, not even later on in life. I mean, right now, is there some cases where that could be a little bit too much for maybe younger people? Mm. Maybe that could be too much. I don't know. You know what? The age actually doesn't even matter. Maybe that would freak me out as well. I don't know if it's like, well, like anything, if that's the solution that works for everyone. Maybe it's just too much. I don't, I don't, I don't think they were suggesting that you walk around forever with sleep shades on. I don't think that was the intention. But it was more a case of in certain environments, it may be useful to train that way. Yes, yeah. I think no, and yeah, I, I think that make that make. I mean, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be keen on the idea of a child who's got low vision wearing sleep shades all the time. I mean, I must admit, as I've got older and as my vision is at mm. the point it is, I sometimes wish I could turn it off. And I I don't say that lightly. I don't mean that to sound uh, flippant at all. No one really wants to go blind, do they? But and I don't want to go and I don't want to go blind. Of course I don't I'm want proud. to go blind. As in to like literally turn my own lights off. That's not yes. the intention here. But no. there are times when that sleep shade just makes me feel so much better because the amount of light that just impacts on me, um in in a really difficult way these days. And and it just it gets worse. I mean, yesterday, for example, I had to <laughs> come out of the train station. There's a taxi rank just as I come out, and the station has just all been rebuilt. So they've they've rebuilt the whole thing. Because of course, you know, why not? In Britain, we just just rebuild a train station. Was it a Tuesday? Excellent. Knock this train station <laughs> down and let's rebuild it. So they did, and the whole place has been painted white. And it was a sunny day. Wow. So I like basically in walked into heaven. Yes, right. I walked off the train <laughs> and into heaven, uh, also known as Motherwell. And if you're in Scotland, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll also know it ain't heaven. Uh, so I uh, walked We're into... Sorry to Motherwell <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so I walked into this area. It's all right. They're on my side on this. So um come off the train and, and I didn't have my sunglasses on because I had my open fits on instead. 
I wanted to use OpenScapes. So I wanted my OpenFit on, and I thought, oh, goodness me. So I come out of the train station, and I just had to close my eyes and just hope for the best. And um, how I found a taxi is beyond me. I found one. Um, I almost get into someone else's car, but that's another story. Because that, I didn't know where the taxi rank was. So I just assumed the a taxi. Course for any any car is a, is a taxi yeah. rank. Um, and, you know, they're, probably, they're, nice, they're nice people in Scotland. They would have taken me home. Oh, yeah, charged you for it. But, yeah, oh, yeah obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a taxi, but I am charging you. Um, but, yeah, so this, this is the problem, right? So with all of that going on, you do sometimes think, you know, it would be easier to, to have maybe not so much... I guess not so much that the training that the CNIB kids got for me would, would become that I'd feel more comfortable essentially shutting my eyes completely yeah. and then just walking and, and navigating because I would have that understanding of what to do. I think that's my point. No, that makes total sense. No, absolutely. And, you know... But it's, 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 ne- it's never racking to do that, right? If you're, if you're not totally blind and you have got a little bit of residual and you're really peering out of it to the point your eyes are watering to try and see something, yeah. you know, you, you are using that because you've been, you, it's, you're conditioned to do yeah, but you that. Go, you're going to, I don't even know if it's conditioned. It's just natural to try and use what you've got. It's, it's yeah. when that becomes, I find, or I found, no, I still do because I can make out lights and blobs and things like that. So it, 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 that can get you into more trouble than actually not seeing anything. Um, because you think something's there and maybe it's not, or it's not that's what you thought it was, yeah. and it can be actually, it can and be. And that's your excuse, and you're sticking to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I went out this morning and I did the entire walk with the dog with my eyes closed, I, just because I had a banging headache and the, the the light was bothering me. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't very comfortable because just walking around with your eyes closed isn't comfortable. No, that's right. You know Absolutely I mean? right. So yeah. you do need something there, like you know, a, a, a mask or a, a shades would be ideal. So, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. It's 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 difficult. Yeah, I feel we keep coming around to this topic, don't we? And we, we do. We never really come up with a solution, what but it's you've got reality. Until it may not even be the right, you know, the best move. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that people will still try and use what they've got. Yeah, that's true. It's well, natural. if it's there, of course you will. Of course. Yeah. Um, um, there are five points that Bev made there. Have you uh, made a note of them all? Because I have, lost but we, we need to move on, unfortunately, because we're, we're, out we're out of time on the first segment. Okay. So we must we must take a break because otherwise, <laughs> you know, uh, if he wakes up drunk again and oh. angry, we've got a wow. problem. Uh, I, oh, sometimes I'm one goes nothing. with the other. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, anyway, stick around. This is Double Tap. If uh, he's awake, we'll not be back. If he is sleeping, we'll be back in just a moment. This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yeah, welcome back to the show, and uh, we've been getting lots of your messages in. Uh, of course, the <laughs> lanyard conversation continues uh, abound. Lots and lots of you getting in touch around lanyard. I do uh, have some breaking news. Yes, breaking I do. News. Oh. I have some breaking news on the lanyard and Hable One front <gasps> from a personal perspective. Yes. I managed to achieve it. I managed to get oh. it to work. Oh, Oh, <sighs> now, what was your technique? So, all right, calm down, people. All right, fine. Uh, it was, was it Glendon or was it, I, I apologise if I'm giving the, the credit here to the wrong person. It was Glendon. I think it might have been Glendon, yeah, who suggested that I fashion some kind of, um, I think he said nib. A niblet. A nib, yeah, like on the end of a shoelace. That's right, yes. Or use tape. Uh-huh. And that was what I did. I used packing tape and I wrapped it round <laughs> the lanyard. And of course, the thing was, you were on the call with me while I was trying to start doing this. <laughs> so much. Um, shall I say, let's just say. Language? C- certain language used. <laughs> it was hilarious. I have to say, uh, very Scottish language. Only, there was. Yes. Only specific to our country. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people would not understand at all. Also, it's considered to be French. In many ways as well. Okay. Um, 
But I, uh, yeah, I was struggling with it. And what happened was when I was putting the packing tape around it, as I was sliding the packing tape through, I finally got the end. Of the, oh, it's worked. But yes. what happened was the lanyard slipped out of the tape, just oh. slipped out of the little oh. wrapping that it was in. <sighs> so He did, did it about six times. Six times. And eventually <laughs> it came through. I was so pleased. So, yes, well round done. of applause. Well done to Glendon. Thank you. Also, that applause is for me because I am a genius. It was, well, a genius. I mean, you followed advice that you were given. But, um, yes, well done you. You Thank deserve you. it. You um, pers- persevered. I did. I did. Uh, but, of course, the Slinger Slim, uh, which is more the lanyard discussion uh, of the day, uh, of, of this, basically, this device that you can attach your uh, smartphone to, uh, you were asking some questions about the Slinger Slim. Now, I don't have mine yet because it is on order and mm-hmm. it will be with me within the next decade, I have Good. been told. So when it gets here, I will definitely tell you all about it. But uh, in the meantime, we got Ron, uh, who has uh, sent us in this message. Uh, he's attached some audio to his email, as you can do too, by emailing feedback at doubletaponair.com. That's oh. the radio bit done. Well um, and uh, yeah, basically what you do is you attach the email, and that's what Ron did. He attached some audio, and the audio includes details uh, and I believe answers to your questions about the Slinger Slim and its adhesiveness. Oh, hey, double tappers! This is Ron from Houston. Since lanyards or lanyards are getting some attention on the show of late, <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought I'd send in my initial impressions about the Slinger Slim. Generally, the Slinger seems to be well made. It is lightweight and operates smoothly. Adjusting the length is easy. Just squeeze the two triggers on the sides of the body and pull or release tension on the attached phone until it is resting at the level you want. Releasing the side triggers locks and holds that position. But do be careful to keep a tight grip if adjusting the length while wearing the device. The lanyard cord is very elastic and stretches when it is pulled. If it slips out of your hand during an adjustment, you might just launch it into your face or off of your neck entirely. Using two hands when making adjustments seems very advisable. And if you're making an adjustment after having some KFC, be sure to wipe your hands thoroughly first. Wet wipes! The only true downside I found is the adhesive used to attach the slinger to the phone. I am using an iPhone 14 Pro with a hard plastic case, and the original Slinger adhesive was not up to the task of holding it. The issue was easily resolved by removing and replacing the original foam adhesive strips. I used a product called Dual Lock by 3M. If you're not familiar with these, they are interlocking firm plastic strips that work a little something like Velcro, but hold much more securely. After removing the old adhesive, Apply one of the dual lock strips to the phone case and one to the slinger, mash them together, and you're in business. As an added benefit, the slinger can then be attached and detached at will without having to remove the phone from the case. The mounting orientation can also easily then be changed from portrait to landscape as the situation may require. Finally, with the iPhone 14 Pro specifically, You might notice that the lanyard lies very close to the large back-facing camera module. I was concerned that the view would be blocked by the Slinger's lanyard, but several test calls with Ira and Be My Eyes confirmed that the view was unobstructed. Overall, I think the Slinger is a quality product, and it will work well enough for now. But I'm secretly longing for the day when USB-C comes to the iPhone and Apple Mm. opens up their API to allow Ira and other services to look through external cameras like the GoPro, which has many better mounting options. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? There are so many other better camera options out there. And it does seem they're getting there uh, because you can plug cameras into, well, webcams now into the iPad. iPad, yes. It's got the the USB-C. That's what we're waiting for. That's what we're hoping on the uh, iPhone 15, USB-C, because it would be incredibly handy. And as I suspected, not sticky enough, the slinger. No, no. Which, it just seems a slightly strange way to go about it, actually having some sort of adhesive there. I, I just I just feel like some sort of just clamp that you adjust to size whatever phone you've got that just holds it over the sides would be better and easier. Yeah, but it's not all for phones, though. I mean, you could plug it, you could attach anything to it. Yeah, it could be a, I don't know, it could be a... Like what? Are we going back to the 80s? Are we Flavor Flav? Are we having a big alarm clock on there? What are you talking about? It's your phone. I want a big alarm clock on mine. (laughs) 
12 inch iPad Pro. <laughs> like a Teletubby. Yeah. <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> cool. I'm really interested. And what a great voice, Ron, by the way. And that's yeah. an excellent bit. Telling us what to do, Ron, Ron, Ron. What to do, Ron, Ron. Oh, Thanks. well Thank done. You. Well Thank done. You. That's, oh, that's uh, me. Yeah, there I'm you go. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> You've done your job for the day. Well done, Sean. That was excellent. Uh, Yeah, thank you, Ron. And if you want to drop us a message, same way you can record on your computer, your uh, smartphone, any device you've got, just uh, record us a message and send it in. Uh, We do love hearing your voice and we love getting your emails as well. Mary has been in touch regarding uh, Doug's comments on Amazon accessibility. Amazon accessibility phone number. Sean, they tell you to call if you have disability issues on their website. Also, they do more than just put items in your cart. I had an issue putting my credit card into my account and they had a system in place where you could enter your card number via your phone's buttons and the agent could only see the last four digits of your card. They helped you enter the expiration date. I had to call them back because they put the new card in as my primary card and they checked the box for me to make the right card my primary card. I felt like they were actually trying to help me as opposed to the regular customer service number where they try to push you to do it yourself, which can be frustrating when you can't see. Oh, and by the way, I finally got LiDAR and it's not only detected my back door, but it detected that there was two doors. I thought it was detecting a side panel as a door, but I learned that the side door is actually a door, only it's locked. And I never knew that before. I was outside about 20 feet away from the door and in shade and it detected my door. My next test is to see whether my flashlight would be enough light to have it find my door in the dark. Once you turn on detection mode and settings, you can slide the feature up into the primary section and detection mode will be set permanently below Zoom when you turn on the magnifier app. From Mary Hart. Oh, thank you, Mary. Oh. Um, is, is, is that terrifying? There's another door you didn't know about? Is this a door to another universe? <laughs> another is, that, is that what LiDAR can pick up on? That's cool. Well, I did kind of rubbish LiDAR you uh, did. recently, didn't I? I yeah, because I must... you kept saying stupid things to me. And I'm sorry, I will use that word. Stupid things. How like, dare why are you, you changing sir? from an iPhone 13 mini to an iPhone 14 Pro? Well, look, if you're going to have a bad experience on iOS 17 beta, you may as well have it on a, a better phone, right? So, <laughs> Don't you complain know. about betas. I'm not complaining. Went, I'm not yeah, complaining. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I was just you making know me, the point. I never I was, complain. Stop it. I was making the point that. LiDAR is an amazing technology. I don't think we've seen it come into its own yet. And I was just saying, how often do you use LiDAR yourself? Well, not on uh, an iPhone 13 mini because it's not there. I'm not talking about that. Where you do have access to it, how often do you use it, Stephen Scott? I don't have access to it because it's an iPhone 14 Pro, which right. I'm not available, so I'm not using it, so therefore it's not there. Yeah, what but you've got one, haven't about? you? Right, okay. Yeah, so. but it's just sitting in a drawer. It's definitely... I can yeah, absolutely so 100% on guarantee it right. is not being used if it's lying in a drawer. Thanks for your email, Mary. It was delightful. Um, <laughs> can I just say as well, I, I totally agree. I don't I don't think we said that it was just for placing things in your cart, the Amazon accessibility uh, support. No. I think it's really good. I recently made a call. Every time you buy something in an Amazon Echo skill, right, it goes into your order list. And considering I sort of buy something in Night Manager almost every day, <laughs> my order list is full of this <laughs> diamonds bought in whatever. And I, I rang up and said, look, can we just get rid of these? Because it's making it really difficult to find my actual orders in Amazon. And they were absolutely terrible oh. support. She wasn't understanding what I was saying, as in she didn't get... I, I want to hide them, because you can hide things in there. But there's hundreds of them. I don't want to hide them one at a time. Anyway, you ring up um, accessibility, and they just seem to be more committed. It's not... I don't know. It seems more dedicated. I love the um, accessibility helpline. So, yes, I, I I totally concede that they don't just do one thing. They are incredibly helpful. And I would suggest you all ring them uh, if you need help rather than the mainstream Amazon support. I had exactly the same experience with Microsoft before I found the answer desk, the disability yes. answer desk. I'd call up Microsoft. They wouldn't have a clue what I was talking about. I talk about using JAWS or NVDA or Narrator, and they'd be like, hmm, interesting Oh, movies. that's a third-party application. We don't support it. Sorry, Yeah, bye. we don't know about it. And yeah. uh, that was it. And, uh, of course, now with the Disability Answer Desk, it's like, yeah, no problem. Great. And they take the time. They are incredible. It is a brilliant team. And yes. uh, I have to say, I know there's cuts across the board, across companies at the moment, and those accessibility teams that are left. I know we sometimes make comments, we all do, about companies and products, but... We also must recognise the amazing people that work in these teams 
who are, you know, had the unsung heroes, the actual unsung heroes, the ones that never, never get the applause. Well, you're getting applause now. This is your applause. Take that applause and enjoy it. Only you could make that sound aggressive. <laughs> Take that applause. Thank you. You're absolutely it. right. <laughs> I recently, a friend of mine recently got a, a new laptop and he's totally new to this and he's a little bit um, tech phobic. So I just told him, look, you, you can use your iPhone, get Be My Eyes and get onto the Microsoft support. And now he absolutely loves it because they were so helpful and they were able even to take control of his computer to help him in a few occasions. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. They are so good. Uh, Scout has been in touch. He doesn't like squishy keyboards. Good day, gents. I have been listening for about a month now. I love all the discussions around Braille and tech. I love the idea of the Optima, though my Braille proficiency is not up to par yet. I cannot help but weigh in on the Optima. I, like Sean, do not want a squishy keyboard, but I do like a mechanical one, though. I heard a Linux podcast talk about the new framework laptop he'd just received and that the keyboard is not squishy and not clicky either. He said it has more travel than other laptop keyboards. Thank you for all the real transparent discussion and opinion around RVI life. Thank you for inspiring me to keep learning Braille. Sean, thank you for your wonderful voice and insights, you self-deprecating geek you. Stephen, you're a wonderful hard-headed Scott, and I hope someday to meet both you and the Shedmaster. Laura, I have not had a chance to listen to your show, but you do have a lovely voice. Thanks to all of your AMI team for all their hard work. Please keep up all the great content. I think Ubuntu Mate would go better than Windows on the Optima, by the way. Sincerely, oh. Scout. Oh, yeah, you threw that in at the end. Oh, wow, talking of geeks. Yeah. Ubuntu. Okay, so Linux, that's a- right, uh, instead of... I, I'm hearing this more and more in the community, but... Mm. I think the problem is that the, I mean, the screen reader side of things is still very much in its infancy. Is it Orca, isn't it? Orca's the screen it reader. It is Orca. And yeah, I mean, you say it's in its infancy. It's been around for years and years, but yeah, there's still... Well, development is, some, is still in its infancy. Yes, I, w- I would say that. It still doesn't feel very mature. Although, I don't know, I'm not, uh, I'm not really experienced with it. It does scare me off a little, but um, it's, it, there are quite a few people that use it, though. How does the Raspberry Pi work? Is that Linux? Well, I think it's a a sort of fork of Linux. It's um, what do they call it? Ras Rasbian, something like that. Um, I absolutely do not think it's called that. I, I think it is definitely called that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds totally wrong. Um, okay, fine. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, just, I, I know a few people have said to me, including I remember I was going through the archive of our voicemails. We have so many of your messages going way, way back. And uh, the first message I think we ever got was from Michael Babcock, first voicemail was ever from Michael Babcock. And I was listening to it the other day and he was suggesting, because I was looking for ways to play MP3 files through my Lady A device. So in my own MP3 files, rather than you know my own music or albums I had stored, rather than uh, uh, streaming music. Is this going down uh, Home Assistant or Voice Assistant? Uh, yeah, so through yeah through Lady A or, or well I, I yeah actually ideally Lady A, and um, I I couldn't find a way of doing it. And the suggestion was, why don't you set up a Raspberry Pi, running the Plex media server? Oh, Plex, okay. And then you could use that. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's great. But where would I even start? I mean, that that to me is a mountain that requires a climb, uh, because it's like a whole new thing I need to go and learn. Now I'm not. I mean, I don't know how simple this is. And I don't know what the accessibility is like, but I kind of feel, I kind of wish that you could just buy a kit. That oh, you can. Had it, but, no, but, no, but with accessibility just like turned on ready to go, right? You could just have it where someone could sell. I mean, does someone sell that? Like just a Raspberry Pi kit you could just buy? I'm sure you could download it. There is a mailing group, or at least there used to be, called Raspberry VI. Very clever. Very good. Um, so there is, there is resources out there, but yeah, it's, it's something I've never really felt a need to get into um lazy so so you you take well you know what these people that that say you know i i I don't feel like i'd be able to use a smartphone or be able to use windows or mac it's exactly the same as i feel about something like you know ubuntu or 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 raspbian because that's the name of it that's not the game that's terrible um you know, SSHing into it and running scripts and all that. I feel the same. Oh, I don't know where even to start. No, That's no, how people I. feel about mainstream tech. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're all the same, is what I'm saying. We're all the same. Well done. That's Thank a you. great. That's a great way to think what about a, it. What yeah. a lovely guy. I feel like we're on, it's like levels of lemmings, <laughs> you know? 
you remember <laughs> Lemmings? Oh, I used to play that game. So did I. I used to love Lemmings. I mean, it was the easiest game in the world. Well, well, it depends what you were doing. You were meant to try and save them. Do you remember that? No, I thought was, you're not supposed to kill them. No, def- definitely not. Oh, because I, tell, I was an absolute winner when it came to killing them. <laughs> they all died. <laughs> they all died. Let's leave that there and move straight on. Thank you, Skate. Uh, okay, let's go to Negative Julian, who's not happy with you, Sean. Hello, guys. Negative Julian here again. Oh. This one's particularly for Sean. Oh. oh, Sean, 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 what are we going to do with you, honestly? You know I love you like a slightly wayward brother, but oh, honestly, <laughs> I've just been listening to the latest episode of Sean of the Shed, the one about QR codes. You start off with Apple, faffing about with the camera and saying, hmm, not very good. Then you go into Android for all of about 30 seconds, faff about with the camera and say, hmm, not very good. Then you go back into Apple and start poking around in a control centre or some such nonsense that you Apple people put up with. And, oh, why are you doing all this? Look, pick up your Pixel, go into the Play Store and download a free, repeat, free app called VIP Code Reader. That's VIP Code Reader. It's by an outfit called Export Japan Inc. Now this will read both barcodes and QR codes. I'm not going to recommend it for barcodes because although it reads them efficiently enough, it doesn't seem to consult very good databases. Perhaps it does come from Japan and isn't using the latest Western databases. I don't know. But for QR codes, it will pick them up quickly, efficiently, and take you straight to the website or straight to a screen where it tells you what the QR code says. Okay, now it uses a sonar type system, it goes ping, 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 until it finds the QR code, <laughs> then it reads it really fast, job done. So that's that. Now, Barcodes, if you do want to read a barcode, there are loads of apps to do it. You'll just have to find one that suits you. Personally, I find for barcodes, if I'm looking for one, it's usually on some sort of food item, on a label, on a can or a box or something. Now, if you've got an Android device and you want to find out something about a food label, do not faff about with barcodes they are so last century yeah what you've got to do is download google lookout and use its food labels function to read whatever's on the tin can box or whatever it is lightning fast it is so much better than barcodes for goodness sake 21st century we are living in yeah so google lookout okay bye for now everyone Come on, Sean. Regards, Negative Julian. There you go. That's you told. Right, leave barcodes alone. There's nothing wrong with them. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? I will take that, Negative Julian, uh, because I wasn't that happy with that one, right? But the point was, I was trying to show what was native in the smartphone. So there's loads of apps out there. You're absolutely right. In the Play Store and in uh, iOS, in the App Store. But Code Scanner, no faffing around. It's really easy and it's built in. And my point was that the camera app, which everyone points to and says that can read um, QR codes, is really difficult, I find at least, really difficult to navigate because it will say QR code detected. But then you've got to swipe around on the screen trying to find that a button, element, whatever it is, to activate it. And I've never really found it that comfortable to use. Whereas Code Scanner on the iPhone, yes, I know, just works straight away. And as you said about that VIP Pro app, it just does it directly. As soon as it detect, detects the QR code, it takes you to the URL, which is exactly what I want and exactly what I used when I had to pay for my taxi. It was fantastic. So I did ask in that uh, Sean of the Shed episode for um, recommendations for something similar on Android because I didn't know of any and I wanted to know if there was any native to Android OS, some sort of feature that I was missing. But um, it's good to know there is an app out there and thank you for the recommendation. I will take that on board. 
you know, I was on the train the other day, I was listening to the movie uh, The Meaning of Life, the Monty Python movie. And in it, there's a scene, there's many scenes, but there's not many I can really, I guess, talk about without getting into yes, trouble. Be careful. But, yes. but there's one in particular where uh, they're in the hospital and he says, bring me the machine that goes bing! Yes, Remember that? Yes, yes of course. <laughs> Just made me think of that when Negative Julian said that. Bring the, bring the most expensive machine, the hospital administrator's coming. Can I just say, though, I do find barcodes quite handy because, for example, I use barcode scanning in Seeing AI. And you're right. Most of the time I use just the, uh, what's it called, uh, the small short text for real time, just trying to read the label, baked beans or whatever, and it'll give me a word. I, ah, I know what that is. But sometimes going through those barcodes, you can get directions. If you go to more info, it can give you more information such as ingredients and directions for use. So barcodes still do have a use, but I, I do admit they are slightly trickier to find sometimes. And maybe slightly out of date, but then saying that, wasn't it the well, ID work, mate? Right? Remember that product, the ID mate, Greg in Pennsylvania always tells us about? Yes, yes, and, yes. And I'm yes. hearing lots of people talk about it still. I think the its support is starting to fall away now. There was a fantastic... Uh, database that it was able to pull from. And for people who don't know, this was a device that you could essentially, you know, scan a barcode, specialist type of kit, right? And you could scan a barcode with it and it would give you lots of information about the product. And it pretty it was pretty accurate all the time. Oh, it was. It was like being at the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. And it was great for shopping as well. That was the great thing. You could go around shopping and you know what you're putting in the basket, right? But again, but, you got to find that barcode. That's the tricky thing. Yeah. But, well, that's right, exactly. But that's another story. But the point is that the information was there. I just wish they could find a way of getting that data into an app. It must be possible. Someone somewhere must have yes. developed that. And then let's just make sure that's accessible and we've got a replacement for the ID, mate, which would be great. There we go. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Uh, thank you for all of your messages. Lots more to come because uh, we have many, many more messages from you. We'll get those out on a Monday show. Keep them coming, though. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. 1-877-803-4567. The Express is back tomorrow. Catch you then. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.